Hi friends, I trust you are well. Welcome to another episode of not the SNS, but the Orange Connect hosted by Kevin Miner. We're going to be on the next episode, so make sure you catch it. My name is Stephanie Nganga. I'm a digital content creator, an event host slash moderator, a cat mom, and of course the host of the SNS. See you soon. Welcome to the Orange Connect. My name is Kevin Miner, your host. Please, if you haven't subscribed yet, we looked at our stats and apparently there's so many of you who are viewing but are not subscribing. So please do us the honor of subscribing. Thank you so much for, your, for the pleasure of your time. In front of me is Stephanie Nganga. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you feeling? Nervous. You're feeling nervous? Yeah. Okay, can breathe in. Out. I'm going to bust out of this <laughs> You look yeah. good. You look good. Thank you. Don't be nervous. Okay. This is a safe space. It's where we share. Mm -hmm. It's where we have fun. So, mm -hmm. to start us off, I want to start with a couple of dilemmas that we get from our audience okay. to you. And then you can answer and you can help them. So, before we get into the juice of the story, all right? Okay. okay. So, the first dilemma. How do I navigate a long-distance relationship <laughs> without sacrificing my career or personal goals? Clearly, someone has some experience in this department. So, how do I navigate... I the fifth. Oh, yeah? Okay, ask it again. Okay. How do I navigate a long-distance relationship without sacrificing my career or personal goals? I don't know if... I proceed with this if it will sound like I'm speaking from a place of bias. Uh -huh. <laughs> but just for clarity, <laughs> I am no longer in a long distance relationship. But when I was, oh. I would say that I hope you and your partner remain on the same page. Okay. Regardless of anything and whatever circumstance you come across. That's the only way I would advise them without having prejudice and bias based on my previous experience, remain on the same page. So you guys were not on the same page, that's why. Th this is not my dad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, I would say, um, I would say the same thing. Just be on the same page and know what you both want. You would know that. I, you know, I would. <laughs> I also have <laughs> quite... Uh -huh. And how's quite, that going? Quite the experience. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the dilemma, we're trying mm. to help person who asked so I would say be on the same page and don't overthink it because I feel like long distance relationships are pulled apart when you start overthinking yeah when you start as long as you trust the person as long as you are in the moment and as long as you feel loved and you're not struggling to feel loved because that's the other thing mm. you may struggle to feel loved even though you're loved yeah with the distance because it gets tough so as long as you're good you're good so if you're on the same page, you're good. Mm. Do you want to ask the second one? Okay. I am struggling with a friendship that feels one-sided. How do I communicate my feelings without causing conflict? Do you want to go first? I'm struggling with a friendship that feels one-sided. One -sided. Okay. 
how do I? Communicate my feelings without causing conflict. My first answer was cut them off, but yeah. <laughs> that's like the Jesus. ego, that's like the ego answer, mm -hmm. like cut them off. But I would say if it feels one-sided and it's a friendship, mm -hmm. you can always communicate, like yeah. just say it. But you're saying it knowing the risk that you may have to cut them off. I think a lot of the fear of communicating comes from the fear of losing someone. That's why we don't say anything. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't want to say and, and upset them and then lose what we have. Mm. I feel like if you feel like it's one-sided and you value the friendship, just talk about it. Yeah. But knowing the risk, it could go both ways. Mm. They might not know that it's one-sided because people, some people's ways of loving is super detached and less checking up on you every day. Mm -hmm. So just communicate, okay. knowing the risk. What would you say to them? I think my challenge with this dilemma is you're already afraid of conflict. And once you go into things afraid of conflict, then you're now just an avoidant. And yes. so you're just circling around one thing in place of just going direct. Mm. So I think communicate, of course, but your fear should not be of conflict. Like we need to live with that fear. Those things can be mutually, don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. So you can be, you can communicate and you still can be in the conflict. Mm. You're already in a conflict already. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that you're not communicating it. So are they communicating? Is it friends? Do they communicate? <laughs> I, you <laughs> lost me. Like... When I mean they're already in a conflict. Okay. This person who sent this dilemma, their conflict is they're in a friendship that feels one-sided. Right. Yeah. They just haven't communicated that. Okay. They are more afraid of the blow-up than yeah. they are of the actual situation. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. We're at the third one. I'm torn between splurging on that trendy jacket I've been eyeing or investing in a classic wardrobe staple. You know one or two <laughs> things about wardrobes. <laughs> Not that I've seen it, but... So you were, were debating between a capsule staple yes. versus a something trendy. Yes, a trendy jacket or a classic wardrobe staple. Yeah. I reckon the classic wardrobe staple is like what ident they identify with. Yeah. Or what identifies them. Yeah. But it rather also than something feels like trendy. it's more of a necessity. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think it would also depend on what your current needs are. Does your wardrobe demand you to have more of a staple capsule or do you need a statement piece? If you are asking me right now, mm -hmm. I would say the statement piece. Mm. But that's depending, but that's based on my that's, that's based wardrobe. on your needs. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know what their needs are. Yeah, I'd probably go for the classic wardrobe staple. Something I knew that it. Yeah, something that very predictable, so boring. Something that you identify with or boring. identifies you. Mm. Rather than the trendy jackets, like something that has Gucci on it. That okay, one that it that's, that's an example. That's an example. A big assumption. That's an, ex that's a an very example. Huge something assumption. that should have like Gucci. You are jumping into conclusions because it's trendy, and that's what people go for. But statement could also mean something that only you have. And I'm talking about the trendy jacket. And, and that's what I'm saying. It could be a trendy, but because of the statement. Okay. All right, I hope you felt helped. I think we just got into <laughs> we our just personal... We just lost them. <laughs> Stephanie Nanga. Wow. We're just... There's a lot that I want to understand about you, and especially the brain, you know, being the brainchild of the SNS and breaking it down, and from a creator's point of view. But before that, I want to ask you a question that you asked me the first time we met. Little size. <laughs> Gross tissues. Because when you asked me, I was like, 
is this a normal conversation? <laughs> like, do you people... want to provide context? So we met at we met at the Dairyland event. Yes, and uh, I was invited. So were you? Obviously, you had your statement. <laughs> exactly. <leather> yeah. Outfits <laughs> arrived. Uh, I don't want to say predictably late, but later than everyone else, just so that, you know, so everyone as you're walking Another in... Another assumption. <laughs> for clarity, I was actually unwell on that day. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you for providing that. Uh, so after the event, uh, and I was about to leave, and obviously you were very keen to talk to me. Uh, <laughs> for some Jehovah, reason, for some keen. reason, I, I am just a magnet. And you're like, before you leave, let me let me talk to you. I was like, sure. And the first question she asked me was, how is your heart? I don't remember what I told you. Neither do I. She just wanted to talk to me. Uh, hey, there you go. So that's my first question. Mm -hmm. and, I'll, and I'll give you an update of my heart as well. So how is your heart? I think this question is always so much easier for me to ask than me to answer. Oh, so you ask everyone else? Did you think this was like a unique Kevin thing? I thought you were trying to investigate. Yeah, experience. <laughs> thought you were trying to investigate. Like, hmm. um, okay. I think my heart at the moment is grateful, but also anxious. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to provide context to that? Yes. Something called emotional ambivalence, where two emotions can coexist. Mm -hmm. So I'm grateful for all of the opportunities that I've had thus far, and for the friends and the family, just everything in general. But I'm also anxious about work, about where I'm at emotionally, mm -hmm. about some personal relationships. So yeah, okay. I'm grateful and anxious simultaneously. I would say I'm content and um, fulfilled mm -hmm. with where I'm at in regards to my heart. And my blood is pumping, which is a good thing. So yeah, that's my update. I probably told you the same thing back then. I wouldn't remember. Because that's always like a constant for me. Yeah, content. <laughs> but that's the other thing about you. Like I find you very, very easy to express yourself. You f it's like it comes natural to you um, with everything. And why I'm saying this is because there's such a thin line between you on the show and mm -hmm. you as a person. Yeah. And uh, I think when I met you, there was just a preconceived idea of you. Which and was? I was just, Spill. So the, the, the Spill idea the was, Nah, she's just like that because she's on camera. But then meeting you on ground, it's like one and the same thing. And I'm saying that because a lot of people are like that. You know, I work at a media house. Mm. The people you see on TV are not the same people you see. And that's good because yeah. you get to experience another version of yourself. But for you, it's like such a thin line between the Stephanie Nga on set mm. and Stephanie Nga on ground. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious about where that sparked from in terms of, and I know you do, you go for therapy mm -hmm. and I know you have so many. You know the way you, you said that like a by a guy. And I know you have all these things coming up, but I want to understand, is it something that comes naturally to you? For anyone who wants to understand, how do I express myself? How mm. do I just say things as they are? Because yeah. sometimes we just like met, but we, the conversations we're having, yeah. it's like, wow. That's super self-aware. So where does that stem from? Looking back at your life. How much time do we have? <laughs> hey, we got all time. So that I could be able to sit back and reflect. Um, where does that stem from? 
I think it's one of those things growing up as a child, I was always a very talkative person. So when it when I transitioned into my adulthood, it sort of stayed the same. Like I'm just going to talk your ears off. The same way you're just sat here listening and you're talking about grass and you'll still listen. Um, <laughs> I think just that level of expression has always come from my childhood. I've always just been a talkative person. So in the same way, I translate it into my work. Mm. I just talk and I get paid to do that. <laughs> Okay, so who do you think you mirror more, your mom or your dad? Um, or who was your first mirror growing up? I think my mom, uh-huh. but also my siblings. And I mirror them, each and every one of them, differently. Okay. My mom is a chatterbox. Oh, she will talk till the kingdom come. Oh, yeah, she, she will. <laughs> I reckon she will. Sips <laughs> water. But yes, mm-hmm. I mirror my mom a lot. Um, I mirror my sister, Shiko, and Wairimo a lot. I think with Shiko and my mom, it's very similar to the expression. And then with my sister, Wairimo, is more of my awareness. Mm. Yeah. So I draw from them. Interesting. Yeah. What about your dad? Um, okay. I don't know how to answer this question. Because is there something that you find similar to? Because I've even seen like the video you did with your mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys are super close yeah. with her. But not as close as my as to my dad. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I what what would I mirror from my dad? I think in just he's a very silent man, so maybe that's why I struggle answering that. We would get along. <laughs> you would get along. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable in silence. True, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm not. So I think maybe from my dad, it will probably be in the thinking aspect. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, funny enough, I'm also a talkative person, but I also live in my head a lot. And I'm assuming because he's a silent person, assuming, keyword is assuming. He lives a he lot. He lives in his head or he just thinks a lot. Okay. So probably get the thinking mm. trait, overthinking trait from him. So what did 10, 12-year-old Stephanie want to be when she... Oh, my God. I wanted to be an air hostess. Oh. Yeah, I wanted to be an air hostess. Hence the Dairyland video with you in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's full circle. Is that how you thought about full that circle. idea? You're like, now, since I'm not, I'm a content creator, I'll be doing everything that I wanted to do. I wanted, I wanted to, do. to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm channeling yeah. every version of Stephanie since, yeah. Um, I wanted to be an air hostess when I was younger. But I also wanted to have, like, a fashion line. It's something I never really exp- said it out loud, but my sister Irma would probably say like, eh? "Yeah, it was supposed to be called Annie's, like Stephanie Annie's." <laughs> At the moment, I thought I ate. So yeah, it was, it was going to be called Annie's Stephanie. Fashion House. Annie's. Yeah, like Stephanie. Annie's. So Annie's, like oh. Stephanie's oh. Annie's. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. In hindsight, that was yeah. In hindsight, that was just um, yeah. We think good, yeah. Okay. So I wanted to be an air hostess. Why? Um, I don't know. I think I just liked the allure of how they looked and seemed and felt. Uh-huh. You know, just well kept together, pretty, you know, they smile, they serve people. So, yeah. But I really, I don't know if I can really stand and see that's what it actually meant. But thinking about it, I'm just like, maybe I just like the allure of how they looked. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like you put a lot of effort. Yeah. Like, being presentable. Exactly. Which is such a such a good thing. Yeah. So where was the change? From being a ho- air hostess to being a, 
a home media brand. Mm. Where was that change? Like, what was it? Is it that air hostess things were not air hostessing? <laughs> the I grades were not giving? I, I, I don't where know. Where was I that think, pivotal point? Um, in some ways, maybe I, I came to learn um, it wouldn't be something I would do long term. Like, I think it's like they have like an age gap. Oh. I mean, like an age limit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from back then, okay. but I, I don't know how it is now, but they obviously have like an age limit. And I was like, obviously I can't do that for long. And yeah. then I don't know whether it was my sister, maybe someone discouraged me along the way and they're like, maybe I'm not tall enough or slim enough. Yeah. So that's how you actually qualify for the job? See, I don't know. But that was my assumption then. Okay. I don't know how it is now. Yeah. But you know how they all have a, like a look and feel. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. And then obviously... They're, they can only be that for a certain amount of time. Yeah, before yeah. they're done for. Yeah, before it's like, okay, thank you for your service. Okay. So the transition happened when I joined university and my par- my mom wanted me to do pharmacy, Lord. At some point pharmacy. when I was young, yes. Okay. And I don't even complete my medication. So mom, that was a bit... <laughs> was it her dream? I, I don't know. Okay. That's a weird... Pharmacy. Yeah. Maybe it's also because my elder sister did like something to do with finance. Oh. And then my sister did law. So someone had to hold the baton. And then the last one will do engineering. So you think. Yeah. Like Full a, circle. Yeah. It's like we have everyone. Yeah. We're not. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I remember there was a time she wanted me to do pharmacy. And I was like, eh, no, I don't know. I finished my meds. So no. Mm-hmm. At some point, I thought I wanted to carry on with my dad's um, career, like to pass on the baton. But I dropped physics immediately because I couldn't handle physics. So then when I decided to do journalism, I was like, the dream then was maybe to work like in a media house and something. Oh, I don't even know if that was the dream. I think I just did not did not want to do pharmacy or engineering. Yeah. So I did journalism. But then also within that time, I started creating content. And then here we are. So I practiced my degree unconventionally. Mm. Yeah. So you're creating content in university? Yes. There's a lot of beauty content? Very. Then. It was beauty content. At, at first, I started with just makeup content. Yeah. Then I slowly transitioned into story times. Right. And then I went into style content, and then I fully blossomed into lifestyle. Okay. And I took a break, and then here we are with SNS. The SNS? Yeah. Which is the Stephanie Nganga show. Yeah. <laughs> Not the SNS show. Not the SNS show. <laughs> the Stephanie Nganga show. Yeah. Was how did that come about? What was the, what was the seed? Yeah. How did that come about? And was that the initial? I know there was a weird name, <laughs> which we don't have S- to. We don't no, have, we to. have to get into it just to give context on how you you brought that. And I'm saying this because the SNS is such a, is such a genius. And I've told you this a lot of times. He and has. He has. I knew about the SNS before I knew about you. Wow. As a person, obviously. So you see it, and then yeah. you're like. Because it's everywhere, and then you look for the person elsewhere, yeah. like on mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, and whatnot. So, how did that come about? SNS, I, I like to call it, it's like a love child, it's a labor child, it's a pressure child. So, this was before I graduated, and I remember there was pressure, of course, at home, because everyone is like, What are you going to do? I had already had some previous experience working in like a local media house and I let me just say it wasn't my passion I I genuinely hated it and I was like I'm not going back there so I needed to come up with something that would also make me continue with content pursue it full-time but then also prove to my parents that I can practice this degree just not in their 
conventional or traditional setting. So that's how SNS was really born. It was inspired by like a lot of things. Each segment is inspired. It's an adaptation of something I've seen. And then I tweaked it to my own. Was that an inspiration? Yes. So for the SNS itself, there are so many inspirations. That's what I'm saying. Each and segment. And the name. Please mention that name. <laughs> no, we went back and forth with names. Uh -huh. um, I knew because I, I was going to be speaking into a mic ever so often, even if it's a lapel or just, you know, I thought of... <laughs> so I thought to myself at the time, yeah. similar how I thought about Annie's fashion house, got dressed. Um, Which you should consider about that, by the way. Annie's fashion house. Yeah. <laughs> Annie's fashion house. Yeah, I can you see don't even, store. He, he doesn't even look believable even when you say it. Okay, it can be the... It can be Stephanie's. Sounds better than Annie's, because Annie is like a name. So, think about it. Anyways, <laughs> as I was saying, uh -huh. um, I've lost my train of thought. After so, the name is The name, were... yes. So, I knew I was supposed to be talking to mics, and then I thought of <laughs> people being a fool, like Nimeshibishawatu. So, then I thought of Mike Fool, Mike Field, Mike Field, and none of them were working. And so my sister was like, I should probably add something that has my name. Yeah. So I was like, the Stephanie Nganga show. Then when I saw the abbreviation SNS, immediately I got the first logo drafting. I was like, yeah, this is, this it. is it. Plus it has a nice string to it, SNS. It, it does. It's yeah. like perfect. Exactly. So how many segments do you have so far? Five segments. Five segments? Yes. Um... As an audience, when I'm watching SNS, it's like such a perfectly curated show. Thank Everything you. is well thought out. It is. And it's easy to forget the chaos that goes behind the scenes. Yeah. So what has been the most, first of all, what has been the most rewarding thing about yeah. the show? When yeah. you look back, in, yeah. and especially in terms of the worries you had back then. Yeah. Because I get a lot of messages like, yeah. I want to start this, yeah. but I can't start it. I've been thinking about it for the past one year. Mm. For you, what was the navigation to just say, like, I want to start it and I'm going to do it? Mm. And what has been the re most rewarding thing yeah. up to now? Mm. And then what has been the most challenging yeah. from where you are now or from when you began mm. to where you are now? I think the first thing was even just starting it. And I knew I got the green flag from my parents, especially because they... At the time, mm -hmm. their questions came from a place of a lack of understanding of just the creation space. Mm -hmm. So immediately I pitched it to them and I got like a stamp of approval from, I don't know, I'm getting emotional. Oh yeah? Tissues, please. <laughs> when I got the stamp of approval from my dad is when I was like, okay, if he is believing, even so though- So like pitched, like we're talking about I, a real- I sat down and I presented like that, a 22 page presentation on this is everything I've done in the content space and this is what I want to start and I need your support. <laughs> I literally yes. sat them down in the sitting room, dimmed the lights, canva on the TV and I presented and he sat there and he listened and after he said, I support you, that's when I was like, okay, great. Mm. Now it's time to make this come alive. So from its inception, I think the biggest thing for me was the starting it. And then that question was so layered. You talked about... You're talking about the most rewarding thing. Rewarding. I think it was when people started to resonate with that type of content. Because at least within the space at the time, I would say there was nothing particularly like it. A love letter. 
I am a lover of love and from the feedback I would get from sharing those stories every time someone asks me what a love letter is our model or our should I say description it's a segment that's dedicated to changing and shaping the narratives around relationships so whether they are platonic familial mm. and or romantic and being able to provide a platform to be able to for people to share those stories and then i see the feedback and even forget the feedback even when we're shooting in real time there is something so raw and vulnerable about watching people break down the walls and yeah. especially people we see online so i think that has been the most rewarding thing just being providing a platform for people to share their love stories as sisters as brothers as couples as friends as a parent and child it's it literally makes my heart warm interesting yeah what about the challenges Oh. <laughs> so in the beginning um challenges i think costs mm. yeah yeah as a self-funded creator yes that's where i go and get a rich shake <laughs> yeah um but yeah cost wise has been quite a challenge to continue to maintain the sns and run it as a solo individual mm -hmm. fine i get like sponsorships and brand backing here and there but to maintain it and sustain it consistently that means i have posted a video every wednesday from the 1st of march 2023 that's I a have, lot of content I have lost and then my mind also the and segments and exactly. planning all that so so there's the cost i think the biggest one is really costs uh -huh. and then now the planning the platform sns is also very dependable on other creatives and even now when we opened our segment to my audience so every single video and you have like five creatives i need guests i mean So that is planning and emails and calls and schedules. Yeah, so it can be a very draining process. Yeah. And then also just imposter syndrome. Oh, really? As much as I continue to see it grow, I'm constantly it's like I'm always trying to one up myself. Like a video will do so well and I'm like if the next one doesn't match up to it then we might as well just close shop and yeah. So how do you copy that? Therapy. Tada. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I've talked to you about me considering therapy. And um it's something that I've been thinking about for a while now. Mm -hmm. Until the other day my mom was like, "Yeah, I'm also thinking of therapy." And I'm like, "Oh, when as well bring the I'm whole family." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All of you But on a couch. Well just to bring a therapist yeah. at home, home and mm. yeah, because my next question was in regards to that. Mm -hmm. Cuz there's all that your content seems so poised, well yeah. calculated. Mm. But when I listen to you and even as friends as we talk, there's a lot that goes behind <laughs> the scenes just to get You're this tired as my friend. I was like, <laughs> You're wow. Tired for me. I'm I'm you know, I thought I was going through challenges, but what you go through is on another level yeah. in regards to planning and everything. Mm. Um So the coping mechanisms yeah. in regards to what you do and therapy is one of them how mm. big of an impact has that had on you yeah. and what else do you do when you have that imposter syndrome mm. when you're thinking about dropping out when people you're working with are frustrating you yeah what do you do about that I think the biggest thing with therapy has been there's a prayer I usually say and it's from a bible verse mm. it's John 1:16 do you know the bible verse I know John 3:16. Okay. So there's John 1:16. Okay. And it says out of his out of his grace we have all received grace in place of grace already given. And basically that Bible verse is just about extending yourself grace but also providing peace of mind and clarity to heart. And that's what therapy is for me. Got to subscribe. <laughs> Shout out to my therapist. But yeah, so 
I went into therapy. I have, I've been in therapy, I think, over the years. But I think last year, <coughs> shout out to her because she was holding me down. There was just a lot of moving paths, even outside of work, even in my own personal life, where it felt like my work life is thriving and then my personal life is just in shambles. So therapy has provided peace to mind and clarity to heart. Yeah. So I should take it on. You? I should take it on. Yeah. You need peace of mind and clarity to heart. Peace of mind, yeah. Clarity to heart? Oh, it's clear from your side. It's pretty clear. <laughs> hey, it's pretty transparent. <laughs> it's like there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. So what about any other thing that... I mean, I, I said I'm a talkative person, mm-hmm. and you would know this. Like, I talk to my friends a lot about my problems. Uh, but now I learn to ask first if they're in an you know, emotional oh, yeah, capacity you ask me every time. to receive. And sometimes I don't know how to answer that. Oh, you want to tell them the day... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a time you I told like, you no. no. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's interesting yeah. because I asked that, but I don't think I was ready for your answer. So when you You're said no, I was like, because no. oh. naturally, it's like it's just a protocol. He'll yeah. say yes. Anyway. He'll say he has to say yes. Yeah, I think on that day I was just swamped. You just said no, and you I said just... it so assertively, and there was so much finality to it. I was like, wow. Yeah, but we ended up talking about other things, which. Yeah. Which is still good. Yeah. Friendship is such a big part of your... Yeah. Which is something that I've noticed from you. Should and I maybe say welcome comes, to the fold? You say that every time. <laughs> I struggle with trusting that this person is as close to me as they claim to be. But I find that for you, it's almost easy mm. to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Bring them in mm. for as long as you like what you see. Yeah. And then later on, start to figure out mm. what you... What, what you need to do with them, whether yeah. it's cut them out or, Keep or them. leave them. And I think mm. that's one thing that I've learned from you mm-hmm. a lot. So, as someone with a journalism background, mm-hmm. how has that shaped your approach on, on content creation and especially mm. now with everything new that is going on? Yeah. I work at a media house mm-hmm. and everything is turning into digital. Mm. How do you think that helped you, even in terms of business strategy, mm. whether you have one, mm. any... <laughs> <laughs> is there something or you want to ask? No, I'm, I'm just saying. Because I'm like, wow, to put you everything in what you do um, and see it blossom and be successful mm. is such an amazing thing. So how do you think that background helped you? I think journalism helped the, the most when it came to storytelling. Because with each segment, I'm always there's a story being told, whether they're multiple mm. or just one individual. Right. And then also production. I would like to think a lot of the film production units I did in school really helped shape how I want even the content to have a look and feel. So that's how I think the Is there something that you really wanted to do in regards to, because you worked at a media house, was it to handle the camera Mm -hmm. or to be in front of the camera? (laughs) Interestingly enough, I was not in front. I was more so behind. And I wasn't even like in the news editorial. I was more in the digital side of things. So oh, I was really? in the social media side. Yeah. But I would see the news and editorial side of things as well. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe even when I went in for that opportunity, the I hadn't expressed that interest uh-huh. uh, when it comes to the production side of things. So immediately when they during the interview oh. and they were like, social media and digital. Yeah. It was like a safe place to land. Yeah. Because I feel like for the first time I was behind. I would see everything from another POV. Okay. Yeah. So what does keep what does what does what keeps Stephanie Young awake? 
What's, a week. Yeah, like what's <laughs> money, the dollar. Someone said actually. At you, what, what, what sign are you? I think you sent. Are you the one who sent me that? Like, what sign are you compatible with? Uh-huh. You're like the dollar sign. The dollar sign. Forget yeah. Aquarius and shenanigans. What's keeping you up awake? I think what keeps me. And especially with everything that you, I feel like you don't play. How much you have achieved at such a young age? Happy birthday, by the way. Thank Just you. like recently. Yeah. At only, do you know? Okay. At such a young age, I feel like there's a lot that you have achieved. Yeah. So what's what's keeping you awake? First of all, cat food is so expensive. <laughs> You're <laughs> a cat mom. She's a cat mom. Yeah. I think on a serious note, I think it's just the dreams that I have for myself, the life that I want to live and lead for myself and for others. And also just, I think I'm constantly chasing happiness where I'm trying to think about it as uh, the book you told me, the 101 essays. 101 essays that will change the way you Yeah, think. and the chapter Monday is talking about how we view happiness. Often we think about it like as a destination. So when we reach there, then we will be happy, more so than it should be like a momentary feeling. Mm-hmm. So I think in some ways I'm also just chasing happiness. That's also something that keeps me awake. Yeah, yeah. And maybe I don't see happiness right now as a moment, but I think of it as a destination. For example, I think if SNS hit 50, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> and then it does. And, and then, then it does, and I'm just like... If now, it's yeah. it actually... Yeah. Scratch yeah. that. So I think it's just the dreams and the goals that I have for myself, the life that I want to lead yeah. for myself and I for others. I think what I've learned from that book is that in regards to chasing, is that it keeps you at a constant place of always wanting something. So you never really appreciate what you have. And, uh, That's you calling me out. <laughs> oh yeah, No, I'm calling myself out. I was telling that to my dad and I was like, yeah. So in essence, it's like you're the light yeah. and you should just work hard to make sure you alienate everything that distracts you from saying that. Yeah. One thing I'm grateful for in friendship as we wrap up is the learning, experiencing your type of friendship. And in regards to how expressive you are. I've told you that so many times because it's still a shocker to me because with the environment I've lived in, with the only point I'm expressing is when I'm creating and that's why poetry comes naturally to me. Mm. So to you, what do you appreciate about what we have? Our friendship. Yeah. Okay. What else? (laughs) Well, um... You also don't play a lot of the things that you accomplished. You talk about them in passing. You're like, yeah, yeah, so this video hit, you know, oh, yeah. but that's okay. Mm. You know, it is what it is. And I'm just like, simmer in it, you know. Pause. Bask in your glory. Shall we celebrate? Yeah. Um, I think you're also just a creative genius. I've told you this even outside of, like, the affirmations that you do. Mm. When it comes to the segment that is Thirsty Thursday, it's in a, a way... New segment. Yeah. And you should probably go and watch it. Yeah. Um, it's in a way that it's very sensual and it speaks to every single person, regardless of where they are at. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, even just to see your way with words. Yeah. I was telling you earlier, if you could talk about grass and I would still listen. So I think you've been able, you have a, you're very eloquent, you're very articulate, you have a brilliant mastery of words. So I'm always surprised when you say I'm expressive, yet when I look at you, I'm like... You, yeah, because that's the thing. The same. For me, it's almost... As if I need a script to do it. Mm. I need to think about what I want. For you, it's like when you're saying it, it's like, wow, 
that that's a line I would use in a poem. Yeah. Like it's it just oozes out of you. Okay. So I think seeing that and realizing mm. what it takes to be as expressive as yeah. you are is always mind-boggling. In the context of friendship, a lot of my friends are just girls. Actually, 99.9% are just girls. I'm a girly. He's <laughs> one of the girls, guys. Yeah. Um, so also being able to build an intentional friendship yeah. with you has also been quite the journey. Waterbox. Right. As we wrap up, Stephanie, yeah. if you could give your younger self mm. one important piece of information, mm or advice, or yeah. context, mm. or word, what would it be? The desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings of the human soul. Pull up. The desire to create mm. is one of the deepest yearnings of the human soul. The desire to create is one of the deepest yearnings, yearnings of, of the, the human, human soul. soul. Uh -huh. I think every day we are constantly creating and shaping for ourselves emotions, experiences, mm. situations, circumstances, whatever the word yeah. is. But I'm glad that my younger self did not stop creating. Even the times when she was like, okay, so I am done. Yeah. Because I've thought about putting almost every other day. So I'm glad that she <laughs> continued creating. Yeah. It's, why are you laughing? I, I'm laughing because I can't see it. I can't you can't see, see it? Okay, you've thought about it, but it's still, I can't see you stopping. Yeah. Ever. So I'm, I'll tell her that and I'll tell her thank you as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming through, Stephanie. I hope you enjoyed the segment. Oh, I made it without crying. You see, you, you're almost. Yeah, so we need almost. tissues. We need yeah. budget, Carol, for tissues. <laughs> just, <laughs> just over here. So thank you so much for coming through. Thank you and, for having um, me. I can't wait to have you again. Uh, probably like, write a love letter. Uh, next time, <laughs> that will be the Orange Connection collaborate. No, okay. that would be good. Yeah, that, that which, which 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 segment of a love letter? Um, the do you have uh, <laughs> do you have colleagues? Can bring one of my colleagues. Okay. Yeah. You so should, friends. Yeah, like colleagues. Okay. Love letter to your colleague. Colleagues. Yeah. Colleagues. Okay. Yeah, I could write a love letter to Carol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she All said right. no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for watching uh, this episode. Please remember to subscribe, leave a comment, tell us what you loved about it. And if you have any other guests that you'd want us to have, we always take your recommendations and your dilemmas. So thank you so much. Until next time, wazow. Thank you.